From this point onwards, really, in the Masechta, the discussion is far less related to Shkolim and the contributions which everyone had to make, and the subject is more how the Beit HaMikdosh was run, especially on the monetary side of things. Begins the Mishnah. Once every 30 days, Misharim Salishka, which literally means they would set the price for the chamber, and this means that the people running the Beit HaMikdosh, as we will see at the beginning of the next Perek, who exactly they were, but the people who were running the Beit HaMikdosh would set the price of the wine, the oil, and the flowers which were used for the offerings of the Beit HaMikdosh. So they would, let's say, see what the market price was, and set the price either as the market price or very similar. And Anybody who accepts it upon himself, to provide flower offerings, or the flower for the flower offerings, and the same applies to the wine and the oil, and he agrees to provide me'arba, full so'or of flour for every seller. Seller is a value of money, so'or is a volume, in this case a volume of flour, and then before the 30 days are up, omdu misholish, the price of the flour changed, and now on the market price, a seller only buys three so'or of flour. The flour is more expensive, says the Mishnah, he's subbing the Arba, he needs to continue providing flour using the rate of four sort of flour for every seller, so that person will actually lose out a bit because they have to follow the price which they fixed at the beginning of the 30 days. That was the agreement. Now what happens if it was the opposite? Misholish, the price was fixed as three sort of for every seller, and then within that 30 days, the Omdumi Arba, the value of the flour went down, and now you could buy, on the market price at least, four sort of flour with one seller. So if you would use the original rate of three sort of flour for every seller, then the person providing the flour would gain. But the Mishnah says that in this case, once again, you're sapping the arba, he needs to provide four sort of flour for every seller. So whichever way around it is, he loses out. He always needs to follow the, the cheaper price. Why? Because the hand of hektish is on the upper, meaning the base hektish has the upper hand. That's the honor and the glory which it deserves, and so those who are supplying to the Beit HaMikdash would always need to use the cheaper rate. Furthermore, another application of this rule of Yad Hektash al is that if the flower gets infested with worms, even if this happens after he has provided them with the flower, and after he's received the money, nevertheless it is considered to have become infested on his account, and he would need to replace that flour, and he is the one who loses out because of that. And if the wine turns into vinegar, again, even if this happens after he provided them with the wine, it has become vinegar on his account, and he needs to replace it because of this rule of Yad Hekdash al and he does not receive his money, and the Mepharshim explained this does not mean that he doesn't actually physically receive the money. He would receive the money as soon as he gives them the wine, or the oil, or the flour. But the money is only considered to really be his, that he owns the money only at the point that only once the Mizbeach has actually provided that atonement, and it has actually been bought on the Mizbeach. And that is really the reason why, if it becomes infested or becomes vinegar, he needs to replace that and give them more wine or flour, depending on the situation. The following people were administrators and they had different jobs, they were appointed over different things in the running of the Beit HaMikdash. And Mishnah is going to list 15 different jobs and names of people who had that job. Now, who exactly were these people? So some understand that these were the first people who ever had that job. And some actually add that everybody who got that job would from that point onwards be known as that name. Others learn that it was just the name of a particular person who had that job at some point. Perhaps the most righteous person who held that position. 
be as it may, the first one of those positions is Yochanan and Pinchas al-Achisomais. Yochanan and Pinchas was appointed over the signed pieces of paper, as we will learn later on in this Perek, when one needed to bring a wine offering or a flower offering together mixed with oil, so he would pay money to Yochman bin Pinchas, and he would receive a piece of paper with written on that piece of paper how much wine he needed, how much oil he needed, and flour, and then he would go to Achia, who was the next one on the list, and Achia al-Nasochim. Achia was appointed over the Nasochim, which over here again refers to the wine and the flour and the oil. He would go to him and he re- would give him the piece of paper, and he would give him however many Nasochim he needed. Thirdly, Matisio ben Shmuel al-Hapiosos. Matisio ben Shmuel was appointed over the lotteries in order to decide which Karnim would do which jobs each day and which ones would be able to be part of different services. They would cast lots. Fourthly, Pesachio al-Akinin. Pesachio was appointed over the bird offerings. There are certain people who are obligated to bring bird offerings, and these laws can get very complicated. For example, if one bird flies to a different pair of birds, or different birds get mixed up, if one was meant to be bought as a particular korban and got mixed with a different one, there can be lots of complicated laws, and therefore Pesachio had to be a big Tamil Chacham, and he dealt with these kinin these bird offerings, he would find out from the people why they need to bring a carbon, which birds they need to bring, and the Mishnah notes that Pesachah is a Mordechai. Pesachah is actually a different name for Mordechai, as in Mordechai the Esther in the Megillah. And Lomonik Roshmi Pesachah, why was his name called Pesachah? Because he would open up complicated matters and explain them. Pesachah comes from the word Pesachah that Hashem opens, the assistance from Hashem was very evident in his wisdom and understanding. And another reason why he was called Pesachia, which comes from the word to open, is because he knew 70 different languages, which means he was able to open up people and to find out what people needed and which korbanos they were bringing, and so he was appointed over the kinin. Alright, number five, an interesting one, Benachia al-Khulimi Ayim. Benachia was appointed over dealing with stomach aches. Kohanim would very easily get stomach aches. They would pretty much only eat meat in the Beis HaMikdash, the meat of the Karbonos, as well as that they could get very cold because they were only allowed to wear the four items of clothing of Kohanim, and no shoes as well, so they would get stomach aches. So this person was an expert in dealing with the stomach aches. Nechunyo chifr shichin. Number six, Nechunyo was the one who would dig the pits to make sure that there was enough water for those people coming up to the base of Mikdash, especially for the Shalish Regalim, the three Yom Tevim of Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkos. Number seven, Gavini Koroiz. Gavini was the announcer. He would wake everybody up in the morning, calling upon them to begin the service of the base of Mikdash. His voice was extremely loud. Number eight, Ben Gever al Ne'ilas Sha'arim. Ben Gever was appointed over the locking of the gates and the unlocking. He would give the permission for them to be unlocked and for the gates to be opened. Number nine, Ben Bevai al Hapkia. Ben Bevai was appointed over the whip. His job was to go around the Beis Hamikdash at night, making sure that the various Kohanim and Leviim who were standing in certain places as guards hadn't fallen asleep. Now these guards weren't necessarily guards in order to guard from something happening or from someone coming in. It was more for the sake of the honour of the Beis HaMikdash that they were guarding, but they could not fall asleep, and if they did, then Ben Bevai would come and wake them up with the whip. 
Number 10, Ben Arza ala tziltal. Ben Arza was appointed over the symbols. He would clap the symbols together to get the Levim to begin singing the Shira. When the Levim sang in the Beit HaMikdash, that was begun with him clapping the symbols together. And he would also be appointed over the general singing of the Levim, those playing the instruments. He would organize that orchestra as well. Specifically the side of the instruments. Hugas ben Levi, Hugas ben Levi al-Ashir, he was appointed over the singing part of the Levim. Others explain that he was actually one of the Levim who sang, and he had an extremely beautiful voice, and he would begin and end the Levim singing. Number 12, based Garmu, the family of Garmu, al-Maisa Lechem Aponim, were appointed over the making of the Lechem Aponim, the 12 loaves of bread which were baked every era of Shabbos, and lasted the entire week until the next era of Shabbos. There was a very specific way of making the Lechem Aponim, which only this family were experts in performing. Based Avtinas, the family of Avtinas, again, they were the only experts, al-Maisa Ktores, on how to make the Ktores, the different spices which together made up the Ktores, which was brought on the Mizbeach every day. Number 14, Elozer ala Pareches. Elozer was appointed over the curtains which were around the Beis Hamikdash to make sure they were in good shape to replace the old ones. And finally, Elfinchas ala Malbush. Pinchas was appointed over the clothes of the Karnim. He would dress them and undress them. Perhaps he would only actually dress or undress the Kohen Godol, but he was at least responsible over the clothes of all of the Karnim who were serving in the Beis Hamikdash. Mr. Bates, in Perchsim Mishleshigizborim, there cannot be less than three treasurers who are in charge of the money of the Beis Hamikdash. In terms of the money coming in from people designating things to the Samikdash, in terms of redeeming things onto money, keeping track of all of that were at least three people. Mishiva Amar Colin, and there had to be at least seven people who were Amar Colin, which comes from the word Mar al Hakol which means master over everything. These were people who were above the treasurers, and they held the keys to where the money was kept, and only if all seven of them were there, with all seven of the keys, could the money be accessed. These are just precautions to make sure that no dishonesty takes place in terms of the money, and for the same reason that in Osin Sirora ala there can never be a matter of leadership over the public when it comes to money with less than two people, meaning there can never be one person who is in charge of public money. There always has to be at least two people, anything which has to do with public money, there always have to be at least two people who hold that position together. And again, this is also a precaution to avoid dishonesty and suspicion. It also gives more honor to the public if there are two people who are in charge of the public money. Except for Ben who was in charge of the stomach aches of the Qayanim, he held that position alone, even though he would spend some hectic money on whatever medicines and herbs he needed to cure the Qayanim stomach aches. The Elozor Shalaparechais, as well as Elozor who was in charge of the curtains. So again, he would also have to spend some of the money on new curtains. So these two people held their positions alone. Because most of the public had accepted upon themselves these people and they were pleased with them. And so it wasn't a problem that they were alone. But for all other positions which involve the public money or the Beis HaMetrish's money, there would need to be at least two people who jointly share that position. Mr. Gimel, we mentioned in the first Mishnah that Yechelim and Pinchas was appointed over the Chesomis, the pieces of paper which were used when one bought Nesachim. One would pay him the money for the oil, for the wine, for the flour, and then he'd receive a piece of paper with something written on it, and he would give that to Achia, who was appointed over the Nesachim themselves, and he would receive in return for that whatever oil, flour, or wine he needed. So the following Mishnah and the Mishnah after that will explain how exactly one would go about 
buying the Nesachim. There are four types of paper with something written on it in the Beit HaMikdosh concerning the Nesachim and written on these small pieces of paper. So one of them was Egel. One type of piece of paper which he could receive was one which was written on an Egel. A calf. Number two, Zohar. An adult male sheep. Gedi. A young sheep or goat. And Chote, which literally means somebody who sins. And this refers to a Metzoyro, somebody who has Tzara'as, which comes as a result of sinning. And Ben Azai, ben Azai says, Chamishahoyu, there are actually five different types of Chesomais. But Rome is Kosvalehen, and it was written in Aramaic, because that was the most common language which everybody knew in those days. So what were the five? So once again, Egel, a calf, Zohar, an adult male sheep, Gedi, a young sheep or goat, and then instead of having a fourth one, which was Chote for Matsuira, there were two different types. There was Chote Dal, a poor Matsuira, the Chote Osher, and a wealthy Matsuira. Because the carbonus which a poor Matsuira and a wealthy Matsuira bring are different, which means that the amount of oil and wine and flour which they need to bring is also different, and therefore it's not enough to have just one chisom for a mitzayra, there needs to be two. Now, the opinion of the Tanakama is that a poor mitzayra didn't have to have a chisom specific for him, because the nesachim which he had to bring were the same as for a gedi, a young sheep or goat, plus one leg of oil. So he would buy a chisom of a gedi, and then he would also buy, in addition to that, one leg of oil, and there did not have to be a specific chisom for a poor mitzayra. Says Mishnah, Egel, the chayson which was written Egel, calf on it, Meshamashim Niske Bakar, that was used for the Nesachim which were necessary when bringing cattle as a korban, for example, when bringing a cow, Gedon Muktanim, whether the korban was a adult cow or a younger cow, Zacharim Kavis, whether it was a male one or a female one, the Nesachim for a korban which comes from cattle is always the same. Gedi, the chayson which had Gedi written on it, Meshamashim Niske Tzayin, that was used for the Nesachim which were necessary when bringing a korban of a sheep or a goat, Gudon Muktanim, once again, whether it is a adult sheep or goat or a child one, Zacharim and Kevis, whether male or female, the Nesachim were the same, Chutz Mishal Elim, except for an adult male sheep, because Zohar, the Chosom which has written Zohar on it, that Meshamishim Niske Elim Bilvad, that was used for the Nesachim bought with male sheep only, and Chote, the Chosom which has written Chote on it, Meshamishim Niske Shalish Behemishim that was used for the Nesachim which were bought together with the three animals, which were brought as a carbon by Amatsaira. And as we'll learn the process in the next Mishnah, these different chesomas were necessary, since the Nesachim, the amount of oil, the amount of flour, and the amount of wine, which was bought with each korban, was different.